Welcome to Safe Dividend Investing. My name is Ian Duncan McDonald. I'm the author of Safer Better Dividend Investing. Today we're going to talk about financial advisors and their dislike of dividend investing. I wonder whether the typical investment advisor is either clueless about dividend investing or whether they just deliberately hide the benefits of dividend investing from their clients. Why would they choose to deliberately hide it? Perhaps it is because when you add all the fees and commissions that they charge to your client's portfolio, it runs up to about 2%. These charges are deducted every year. This 2% expense does not leave enough room to justify buying your dividend stocks through an investment advisor. An investor would be losing almost half of their dividend income if an advisor were involved. Is this cost really why investment advisors do not recommend a 100% dividend retirement portfolio? They may think investors would quickly realize that investment advisors is adding nothing but an unwarranted expense to the growth of their dividend portfolio. If the client has a million dollar portfolio, the investment advisor would be taking about $20,000 a year from it. Over 30 years of saving for your retirement, that 2% would equate to an investment advisor taking $600,000 from your million dollar portfolio. This is $600,000 that could have been invested providing a hefty return. The investor with this $1 million can save this 20000 per annum by removing the investment advisor and becoming a self-directed investor and adopting the simple, easy investment strategy of investing in the shares of financially strong companies paying high dividends. Financially strong companies pay their steady, reliable dividends through recessions and pandemics. In addition, many of these companies keep raising their dividend payments yearly to keep your portfolio well ahead of inflation. Where do you find these high dividend paying companies? While there are 628 companies traded on the New York Stock Exchange and the NASDAQ that pay dividend yield greater than 6%, not all of them are financially strong. My easy-to-use stock scoring software allows an investor to easily grade stocks they are considering, from the strongest to the weakest. To make it even easier for investors, I have scored and created charts of all 628 stocks paying dividends of 6% or more. These charts are available in my book, Safer, Better, Dividend Investing. When you create a portfolio, financially strong companies paying dividends averaging 6% or more, you are investing in companies who are long established, stable, and spinning off excess cash. With their high dividends and average growth in their share prices, their growth most years will build your portfolio by about 15%. Taking advantage 
of the compounding benefits of reinvesting your dividends in these high dividend producers can double your portfolio's value in five years, triple it in 10 years, and quintuple it in 15 years. 95% of my high-scoring, financially strong dividend payers continued to pay their monthly dividends every month through the 2020 and the 2008 recessions. Well, my share prices dropped during the recession. After it ended, the share prices of these strong companies once again climbed to high record heights. My strategy in a recession is to relax and live off my steady monthly dividend income. I know the average recession lasts about nine months. You can easily verify how companies have paid their monthly dividends over the last 20 years. Confident that once you retire, that your portfolio will continue to grow. You never need fear outliving your savings. Not all high-paying dividend companies are suitable for your portfolio. The storing software steers you away from the dividend traps. These are financially weak companies that pay high dividends to hide their weakness with the hope that their shareholders will stay with them and not cause a runoff in their share price. What is interesting is to contrast what the typical investment advisor's solution to building a portfolio would be for you when you retire. The following is a direct quote from an investment advisor. As a general rule of thumb, with a balanced portfolio of 60% at equities and 40% in fixed income, you can draw down 4% of your assets annually starting at age 65. This advisor went on to advise, in retirement, you'll be selling portions of your holdings every month, which solidifies market losses during down markets. Using conservative investment assumptions, this advisor recommends that you die before the age of 95 of the younger spouse. If you, that is, if you do not want to be left penniless, as you would be by then having depleted the $1 million pension fund you had so carefully created. He further went on to encourage people to keep a decade of income and less risky invest assets. If he expects you to retire at 65, and perhaps live as long as 95, a decade of income would be a third of your $1 million. In what less risky asset should you be investing this $330,000? Would you recommend a savings account, perhaps, paying 0.50% in interest? If you are really risk adverse, he then suggests, if you took $100,000 right now and bought a life annuity that started paying at age 65, it would give you roughly $400 a month for life. But with interest rates so low, it's not an ideal time to buy such an annuity. There would also be fees and other considerations associated with these products. That $100,000 would further diminish your continuously shrinking $1 million retirement fund. He then goes on to recommend a deferred annuity where you could transfer 25% of the money in your tax-free investment account at age 71, 
where payments would start until until you reached age 85. The goal is to have it in place in case your tax-free portfolio runs out of money later in life. I'm told investment advisors can make 10% or more in commission selling annuities. Could this be an influence in making such recommendations? He also goes on to advise, in general, sequence risk comes with the order in which your investment returns occur. For example, retiring just before a bad investment market starts is terrible luck. It will impair your planned retirement income since you are suffering both withdrawal and market losses. In the long term, if a proportion of negative returns occurs in the beginning years of your retirement, it will have a lasting negative effect and reduce the amount of income you can withdraw over a lifetime. He says, if you have paid off your home going into retirement, all the better. It can serve as your ultimate retirement cushion. If the worst happens and you run out of money from all your financial safeguards, you still have the option to live in your home for free, rent out part of it for income, or sell it and use the money for your long-term care and other needs. I would suggest this investment advisor, who I think is typical of many investment advisors, does not understand the benefits of investing in financially strong, high-dividend paying stocks. You are now aware that there is a better way to invest. I hope this has made you think long and hard about how you will invest for your retirement. That's all for this week's podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics that you would like me to cover, please do not hesitate in contacting me. The easiest way is to go to my website and follow the connections there. The website is www.saferbetterdividendinvesting.com. Thank you. Good night.